started watching Dark with Sinead in, in her place, so we were watching on the laptop and obviously just watching it with subtitles. And then like halfway through the season, stuck it on on my Netflix and it uh, automatically went to uh, dubbed. And we both sat watching for 10 minutes, not knowing what was wrong. Because it just, it's generally like, something's terribly wrong with this show. Because <laughs> like, like, you've just true. gotten used to it. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. So it was the different voices and that was just trying to like. like But we, we didn't even realise that we'd been watching it subtitled and now dubbed. Yeah, we didn't realise yeah, there was yeah. the change. We were like, this character seems different. <laughs> I suppose, like, yeah, you didn't have that. You just, like, you had, finish one episode, go home, watch it on different screens. Like, is the aspect ratio off or something? Yeah, What's going yeah, on here? But, like, you were staring at characters and I was looking at a dude going, I find him less attractive. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. staring at a dude going, what is it about him in this episode? Did he change his shirt <laughs> he's got a dopey English accent oh yeah um, alright I'm Johnny that's Glennon we're here with returning guest Ev we're here to examine how tropes bleed across movies TV shows and video games welcome to Dystropia I like doing Yay. the intro oh very good it was very good I enjoyed that I, that's, it, that's what we do now is we just kind of build it into the episode rather than like yes use the same last time I was on you, you, yeah you did it after right it was a post, yes. post recording yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotten terribly lazy well, so it is now just me doing it mid thing but it sounded good yeah, and we, we've, we've really got it nailed down the trick so. is to drink pints of Guinness the, the night before just about eight pints of Guinness and then your voice gets that little bit different <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that, that gets yeah. yeah that'll do it uh, there's also been a couple of episodes where Johnny has has prepared his 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 uh, podcast voice in such a manner, and then he'll message me like twenty minutes before we're due to record, and he's like, C- "Can we leave it another hour?" I'm ready. Yes. I'm like, yeah, sure, it's no problem. I'm so <laughs> there was genuinely one time where we had to skip it for a day, and I'd like spend a morner a morning doing it, and you're like, oh, "We can't do it today." I was like, "Cool." And I was like, "I'm sweating. I actually couldn't probably do it today. <laughs> I am so sweaty." Um. Anyway. Uh, we're looking at um, goofs and plot holes and things in movies and TV shows and everything that makes you go, what the fuck? <laughs> That's the best way to describe it, I think. My, my, my stuff is more kind of subtle things I noticed or found about I found out about afterwards that just really annoyed me. Right. But that are both that are like plot holes and stuff like that. Well, do you want to kick off? Like, do you want to oh, kick off with movies there? Yeah, I've I've two. I've actually like uh, two films, both kind of considered like the two greatest films of all time. Cool. Citizen Kane, right, and Transformers. Oh, yeah. And amazing. Two to force. <laughs> so the Citizen Kane one, right? So I've never I've never seen Citizen Kane, so I might need a bit of a, you, a history on this. Or if you've watched okay. seasons two to nine of The Simpsons, then you've seen you've Citizen seen Kane. Oh, yeah, okay. There's, there's actually a thing where it's like they've said in The Simpsons now that you can rebuild the entirety of Citizen Kane or all the key points just using clips from The Simpsons. Because they've parodied it that much. You can or someone has... That sounds like something someone would it's have done chan- on YouTube. Yeah. Like, the the yeah. challenge is out there. I think someone's put together like here. a 40-minute supercut of right. all of the, yeah. the bits. But it's... Um, so it's, it's set in 1941. It's about this um, newspaper magnate and all the rest who's like... He's basically dying. And he's. It starts off, and it's like the majority of the films a flashback about his life. It just starts off with him living alone in his mansion. He has some servants and so on, and uh, he's lying in bed, and he's like, he's he's elderly and he's infirm and all the rest. And as he dies, he whispers one word, which is rosebud. And there's a big, there's a whole big thing in the film then of what people trying to find out what rosebud means. Mm. What was the significance of it? Was it was it a place? Was it a person? Was it a nickname? Was it a what was it that he what like that this was what came to his mind at the very end of the thing? Um, the The Simpsons parody is Bobo, Bobo the bear. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's Rosebud, right? And you know, it's, it starts off and there's a big dramatic thing. I think he has a snow globe in his hand, and his hand falls, and the snow globe yeah. rolls away. That that all bit from The Simpsons is taken from that. The problem is, is that when he dies, no one is in the room with him. Yes, that is correct. There is no one within 35 feet of the trick when he whispers this word that sets up the entire premise of the fucking film. Right? That seems like so, a pretty big oversight. Yes. Right? Yeah. That is yeah, it's an ever so slight plot hole that you could park a fucking bus in. Right? It's, it's, it's the equivalent mm. of like, if it's the equivalent of like, um, a Rockefeller who was also like a TV star and president and everything like that dying and being the most yeah. famous person in the world and everyone like going crazy trying to figure out what this cryptic message is but you are completely correct he dies alone in a room and no one is around so, so who's, who's, who's the first person to who's the first person to mention it I mean 
So like he dies presumably on camera, right? Yes. So you see him dying. And so you whispers, see that yeah. there's nobody there. Yeah. And he whispers yeah, that. Yeah. So who's the first person to bring it up after he dies? I think it's like a reporter who's like, oh, and apparently on his deathbed he said this. Right. And it's like no one was there, son. I don't know. Like he dies, and then like you see, there's a clip. I think of it, like his butler or his maid finding him. Yeah. But right. he's already dead at that point. There. So like it's not like he went rosebud and there was a, like a dictaphone nearby. And I went, got it. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. You know. I I have heard the story that and I don't know who it is I'm not going to Google it but that uh, when uh, Orson Welles was making this parts of it were based on a real life newspaper magnate and he was just kind of fucking with this guy a bit and like there's just some dude that Orson Welles hated I was trying to show yeah, him as yeah. like a megalomaniac full of hubris and stuff like that and there is an urban legend that this guy went like the dude actually tried to sue Orson Welles and everything like that like in real life but there's an urban legend that that is what he called his mistress's clitoris rosebud and that he wow. did it and he was like in the cinema going like i really hope he sees this because imagine you'd be sitting there and he's just like going, i don't like this at all <laughs> rosebud he just spits out his coffee he's like oh my god you put that in your film the um it, tur- it turns out spoiler alert, it turns out it's a sled yes that he played with when he was a kid and it's a little there. snow sled that he had as a kid so i think it. i think the guy that you're talking about that the film was based on I someone Hearst or something I, like yeah I heard something about this guy was he something to do with the reason marijuana was made illegal in England because he wanted he didn't want the hemp trade to take off or something like yeah, that it could have been. I've heard of that I'm I've heard this willing, story I'm completely willing to keep spinning with this rumour and just see <laughs> yeah. how far we yeah. can get yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like he's gonna he's gonna disprove us you know <laughs> yeah. um, the Transformers one yeah. is another one that I just I think is great but it's it's less it's obvious, obvious right so like how you could say anything, it's a subtle error, and associating the word subtle with the Transformers film is something I don't really think works. Yeah. But, um, so the whole thing is, is that, like, the reason Bumblebee shows up for, um, for, uh, Shelbuck's character, Sam Wiki, and the reason why the Decepticons are after him is because his grandfather, um, like, basically encountered the, the, the plot MacGuffin many, many centuries, many, many decades before, and it's his glasses has part of the imagery burned into it, and the basically how they find out about this is that he posts those glasses on eBay. Yeah. And right, right so the Decepticons ha- um, can hack military com- uh, computers in that film, but they don't have PayPal. <laughs> yes. They can't. They 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 can't just go cool bid and take it. <laughs> It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's they have to go through all this extra effort. That is and you know it, he, it's, he is literally selling he, like he couldn't go more like give them give them a better opportunity. He's like, I literally have posted it, I will send it to you. So <laughs> yeah, re- refresh my memory because I do vaguely remember this. So he, he puts them up on eBay and then yes. they find they the ship kicks off like it just a... never mentions eBay again, right? The shit just kicks off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That is yeah, that is and it's, <laughs> Yeah, and this is the thing, but it's 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 one that you don't realize until like, until later you're like, hang on a minute, yeah, yeah. wait a minute, there's something out here. Like that's the type of thing that you have a realization on Christmas Day when Transformers is on the telly, you wait for dinner to be done. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, the first one wasn't as bad as the rest, you, and then that happens, and you're like, wait a minute. You could literally so, call your. You wouldn't even have to hide it. You could literally call yourself Evil Robot One. <laughs> And mm-hmm. bid, and they'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I don't they, care. They, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. To be fair to them, though, the Decepticons on Earth probably didn't have a postal address. P.O. Box, though. You just set up a P.O. Box. Yeah. No, you just set up a P.O. Box. They could transform into a house <laughs> and just peace and be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's an odd one. It's, it is. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's just one that kind of, I've always been kind of like, that's kind of stupid. But it just shows that like how little you pay attention to what's actually going yes. on in those films. And it, it's so. so it's so funny because the ones that I was thinking of are the ones that really, really annoyed me. The ones that they get away with are fine. I don't care in the dark night that Batman goes into a tunnel during the day and by the time he comes out it's night time. Even if, like he's just in the same motorbike chase. That genuinely happens. No, no. But it's done so neatly. And they're basically like, it would yeah. be cooler if the following scene is at night. And it's like, then it's at night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the bit it's the bit where they're chasing him after he leave the stock exchange and he goes into the um uh they go into the tunnel when they're chasing Bane. 
Yeah. And then right. he comes out the far end and it's like nighttime and so there's like the helicopter spotlights. And it's also he could do the whole thing where he goes down the alleyway and then the bat comes out. Mm. Like when the yeah. lights turn on and all that. Like so it's it, it, it you know, and that's the thing. The lights turn on and that thing flies out. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. He's going all night, yeah. Yeah, like he's got a yeah, the, he, drives, he drives a pretty fast. He comes car, out in so, France. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, but like, that's the thing, that the lights the lights turn on at that moment. All right, he drives in on the bike, the lights turn on, he flies out in the bat, and no one goes, Well, let's go get his bike. Yeah, you know, I can, <laughs> I can like, do an, I can do a notable tropable here for that as well, which is you don't hear um, a chopper until you see a chopper. That, yes, like, there's that lovely trope in movies like uh, you, like oh no the chopper like like it comes up over the the crest of a building, and then yeah. there's a helicopter. And you're like, how did that sneak up on us? Yeah, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Never thought. Of yeah, that. there was also I think in the film um, it's not it might have been no it's not payback it's the one with um, shit. Mel Gibson's in it and John Luke Picard, Patrick Stewart. Um, conspiracy and theory? Like, conspiracy, Ransom? yes, conspiracy theory. No. no, it's conspiracy theory. And there's the whole bit where, like, about the Black Hawk helicopters, and so the, the, the black helicopters, the silent running ones. Yes. And it's like, yes, that's a that's a black helicopter in the uh, hanging over an intersection in New York City. A gloss black helicopter <laughs> with every light in the shot lighting it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's super unnoticeable. Matte paint, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you use matte paint if you don't want to be noticed. <laughs> So, uh, cool. What was your uh, your movie examples, Kevin? Uh, so for movies, so I, I had a couple. I was thinking like about a couple of things on this one, and the first one, just when you said goofs and like production goofs mm. and errors and whatever, the first one that jumped out of my mind because I think I remember from when it was, the the two of them I remember from when I was a kid. So the first one I'll start with is Braveheart because mm. um, I remember someone pointed out to me, and I just remember laughing my ass off because I was twelve or whatever. But it was at the end of one of the battles. And if you just look at the background on the battles, you can just see two guys like really lazily just like, eh, yes, eh, with their <laughs> swords. Right. And, and it's, it's just real funny because like the battle's over. Yeah. It's, it's done. And like, mm. you, might, you might like, oh yeah, maybe they're just wounded and tired. But at that point, they'd probably just sit down yeah. right? and, and, and just stop fighting. But, you know, it's just the fact that there's still just pockets of things going on. And the reason that one kind of sticks out to me is that like, Every time I watch a big battle now, yeah. I'm always looking in the background. There's I'm guys, looking in the foreground. And there's guys with rubber swords and stuff. Yeah, there's things, there's, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one I, I actually know guys who have been extras in a film and have done that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this guys I used to drink with, like, fucking going back over a decade ago. I used to drink with fibers and stuff like that. And they were the classic big bearded fucking skinny looking guys. And they were, like, they needed extras for King Arthur or whatever it was. Or, yeah. The one that had um, uh, Clive Owen in it and that. And they were filming in Ireland. And there's a bit where there's like a battle scene. And I think it's again, it's the barbarians, like the, the, the Picts fighting the, the, the regular knights and stuff. And in the top left-hand corner, there's like a bit where there's like, you can see like a wall of flame almost. Yeah. Um, and behind it, there's um, the, the, these three lads there with their guitars playing uh, with their axes playing guitar amazing <laughs> and it's like, like I don't think anyone noticed there's it's like it's partially obscured by the fire but if, when it flickers you can kind of see them <laughs> like shredding on their axes like in Braveheart as well there's literally a scene where people are charging on horses and there's just a white car in the background <laughs> <laughs> like in, now you can do so much we were just watching a, a scene from Brokeback Mountain where they're digitally putting in more sheep and changing the weather yeah, like the yeah. amount of stuff you can do the idea that just back in the day in the golden age of, of cinema that was the 90s you just couldn't remove a car yeah, same yeah. in Gladiator there's bits where like things explode and things like go crazy but you can see all the gas pistons and everything yeah, yeah. and, yeah, and yeah. I think that's why when you said it the first the, the, the reason Braveheart jumped straight out of me is because yeah. it changed the way like when because someone told I didn't notice that myself yeah. someone told me hey in this particular battle at the end look yeah. at this point on screen and it was just that since that point it made me stop and think ah I should look at the backgrounds of things the, for funny things going on the right? Bourne movies are great for this because the whole point of the uh, the Bourne movies is that this guy can hide in plain sight and there's yeah, lots and lots yeah. of scenes where he's around crowds and there's a great one where he's down at the docks and there's a guy sweeping in the background, but his brush just isn't touching the ground. He's just sort of moving. <laughs> that's in the first film, isn't it? And but you I think that's in the... the scene, you're like, what the fuck are you doing, guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the start of the first film where he gets off the boat that fishes him out of the water. Is that it? And there's a guy who's just like <laughs> it's just... brushing the air. You can't like, hmm? once you see he's it, improving air quality. Once you see it, you cannot take your eyes off him. Yeah. You're just it's 
I think I, I think I'd seen it. it was somebody had like they were doing like like not a cinema sins but something like that. Yeah. Um, and they just take on the clips and dubbed over a man's brushing, and he's like, "Holy shit, that's Matt Damon!" And it's like he's distracted. That's why he's not brushing correctly. There's a so, yeah. the gr- the greatest background thing of all time is in Teen Wolf, the original movie, not the the new TV show which exists for some reason. Great movie though. Yeah, uh, there's a scene at the end where they've won the championship and there's like all the basketball crowd mm. and there's a, a I think it's a woman, but I'm not sure. There's just someone in the audience adjusting their fly for five seconds. <laughs> like they open it, they move some stuff around, and they zip it back up again. But like once you see it, you're like they're just fucking with their fly. hundred percent, just in the background. They're like, yeah, fair enough. You're just having like, a bit of a growth fly. Like, yeah. yeah, it'd be fine. You that's get college kids, you get people fucking with their fly, man. That's yeah, and I mean, the, the, I think you know it's 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 one of those things that in movies is a lot easier to spot because if you like a movie, you got a tendency to watch a movie mm. again and again. Where I think you're less likely to watch a TV series over and over because yeah. if you've got five seasons or something and there's like what twelve episodes an hour a piece, right? It's just a, it's a big investment. Um, yeah, you're, you might go back like once, like yeah. five years later, yeah. and be like, I feel like watching that all again. And if you're sitting on your couch, you're probably you know probably not paying the same attention, you know, whatever. Um, but the the other one that I had that jumped out to me, which is another kind of a background thing, um, and again to do with editing, but also goes back to uh, so before we were recording, uh, myself and Johnny were talking about the days before Google, where you could just have this sense of wonder, and there was this whole sense of mystery in these conversations you'd have, yeah. because you couldn't just get the answer, right? Like, we were talking about, you can't just find out how tall this particular actor is, because now you just Google their name, and right yeah. there on the front page is, is how tall they are. Um, but this one was great, because it was a goof in the production, and in, I guess in the, the, the setup of the set, Yeah. Um, but it turned into this urban legend, which mm. I think is great. So the film is Three Men and a Baby. Yeah, yeah. And mm. I'm sure you probably both know where I'm going with this one. <laughs> um, and in the background of one of the scenes in the window, there appears to be a ghost. Yeah. So the camera pans by and it's like, there's this ghost of a little kid. And I remember when I was younger, there was all these stories that was like, this kid who fell out of that building, even though like it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a fucking set, right? They're, they're not. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. They could have fallen off the first floor, right? Like. Yeah, and, uh, there was like stories like that that this kid had fallen out and and that they, he was haunting the building and yeah. shit, and you know, really, it was just a cardboard cutout, I think. Oh, Ted Danson. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, it was a reflection of him. Yeah, yeah, but what was great was back then. When I say back then, I mean, that film, was that film? 80s or something, was yeah. Was it 80s? Yeah, um, 88, but, but when if we were watching it, right, first off, you couldn't pause TV back then, right? So mm. if you were watching it and it happened to be on TV, you couldn't pause. So when, when the scene happened, you're like, oh yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Like, there it is. You know, this is real. That That's a thing. And then even if you had it on video, do you remember pausing on video? Like yeah. it wasn't instant. Like it would take a half a second to a second for the thing. And everyone stop. would keep going for a second as if like you'd yeah, said yeah, stop yeah. and they actually had to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was all yeah, super was grainy and stuff. Yeah. And, and it just kind of reinforced this yes. because you'd get this mm. grainy, blurry between, yeah. you know, uh, frame picture of this. And you're kind of like, that does look like a ghost. What's going on here? Like that, that's, that's a credible I, thing. You know, I had exactly the same thing where someone had told me there was a, 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 a hanging munchkin in the background of the wizard of Oz that someone had committed suicide on I set. I think I'd heard about that one. Right. As well, yeah. And I, uh, but I'd seen the movie and I was like, that's crazy. So I watched it with my mum, but we, I have a projector. So we put up the projector. I watched it on Blu-ray. We watched the thing. And I paused at the moment and it was a bird. There was a fucking bird in the background. So no it had a little, Like it wasn't part of the really? set. It was a heron. So it had like this lo- elongated neck and it just had its head up looking around. But it looked like a long <laughs> thing and then a body and it kind of swayed a little. Yeah. And I was like, it's a fucking bird. How has nobody paused this? How has this like propagated for so long? Yeah, and I'm yeah. the first person to check I'll be, I'll be honest that's the first time I've heard that rumour all I heard about that film was all the munchkins riding oh yeah so, <laughs> there's a film oh no that happened that, that definitely happened yeah, yeah, yeah when I got my tour of LA that was like uh, off Mike. Mike was like that's the hotel where all the munchkin orgies happen <laughs> so, <laughs> he's like, you're like oh, the orgy yeah. tour of LA really is uh, in depth <laughs> yeah um, actually just quickly before I go to Johnny's ones, just one other one just popped into mind there the end of Return of the King for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. They ride up to the gates of Mordor. The gates are opened and the extended cut, the mouth comes out, you know, talks to them, etc. Decapitate them. Then the, the, they're suddenly, like, and that happens at the gates. Then suddenly they are about 400 meters back from the gates. Okay. And I think that's partially why that scene was edited out, it was for continuity and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But they ride up and then you see the bit where the army comes out and the, the Mordor army comes out. 
and right before he does his for Frodo thing and charges in, you get an aerial shot of them and there's not a horse in sight. Mm. Every horse has magically disappeared. They have essentially put their mounts in their backpacks. And I went, no, we don't need these right now. That was something that always bothered me, you know, it was just kind of like, mm, that, that's not right. Because it's like they, the entire army rides up and then this mortar army comes out on foot and then it gets cavalry charged and it gets fucking ruined. Coconuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like Final Fantasy logic. Every group of people just looks like their leader. <laughs> just this one person will represent us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on Lord of the Rings, one of the ones that keeps coming up online at the moment is the bit where the orc shouts, "Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys." And you're like, yeah. does an orc know what a menu is? <laughs> yeah. It's like, is there a restaurant in Orktown? <laughs> Why would they? It's the. Well, they used to be elves. So, yes, they did. Uh, I assume it's some sort of genetic snobbery. Yes. Uh, they are um, bastardizations of elves, um, destroyed by evil. Um, the Urukai wouldn't know about menus, though. No, they, I, they were born out of weird bubble things. Yeah, a... I mean, I have to. But they, they're like orc goblin hybrids. Yeah. Also, a weird, uh, a weird goof that it wasn't caught. Battle of the five armies. Uh, there's not actually five armies, as far as I could tell. Uh, and there I'm just is. gonna. No, absolutely not. Birds don't count as an army. <laughs> no, if you want to go for a bigger no. flaw in that Battle of the Five no. Armies. They, yeah. they insert this fucking shy halode worm that can dig through the ground, yeah. but it doesn't dig into the mountain stronghold that they're fighting over. <laughs> yes, that's true. Just just go 40 feet further. Come on, it's not that hard. Uh, there's, a, a, uh, there's a really, really weird last one of the background kind of ones. Uh, in North by Northwest, the, the Hitchcock movie, there's a mm. bit where there's a really tense moment where a wife has a gun and she's arguing with her husband. And just in the background, there's this little kid who slowly puts his fingers in his ears and just stares at her, where they'd shot the scene so many times that he knew a gunshot was coming. And they just didn't like the loud noise. like, oh, kid, you're telegraphing this so badly. That's brilliant. Um, I really like that. My one was uh, Jurassic World. And there's not... Okay. Like, there's a bunch of s- small goofs in it. And there's ones of, like, a group of people are seen getting on a ride, and then later you see that ride only has two seats and stuff like that. Right. But it's the thing, it just annoys me so much that the things don't make any sense. And the movie start. I watched the start of it again. It starts at Christmas. It starts with snow on the ground and like Tony Bennett music playing, and then cuts to Tropical Island. I was like, why did you put that in? Did you want to make? Did you want to make this a Christmas movie so badly that you had a five minute scene of Christmas just to make a Christmas movie? Well, was this when the kids were packing up? The kids are packing up. They're getting in the car. Go. Snow on the ground. Guy says goodbye to his girlfriend, and then that's jo- dropped. He's then hitting on girls as soon as he gets yeah. to the park. Wasn't it? Wasn't the wasn't the film released in like a July as well? So like the whole Christmas thing is kind of pointless. It's, it's such a tacked on thing. It's so but annoying. Was, was there decorations and stuff? I don't really remember. At the very start, or was it just the kind of the general theme was very Christmas? The first five minutes, I'm like, oh, it's a Christmas movie, and then it stops. And it's not. It's not even like Die Hard where they have Christmas in the background. They just do it. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So do you know what? They probably deleted a scene because remember in the original one where it's like. You have the T-Rex after killing the Velociraptors and the banner flutters down. Yeah, yeah. They probably wanted to do that, but have it with, like, Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah, that would be T-Rex or something. Because then that's an extra toy they can sell. Just anything. The idea that a theme park wouldn't have Christmas decorations or wouldn't have something yeah. to celebrate, it seems incre- uh, insane to me. Also, I would love a Christmas I'd, classic park. That'd yes. Be, that'd be fucking That great. would be amazing. Uh, I think it's it's, it's to do with the, the, you know, depending on the region. As we've mentioned before, like, yeah. you know, Christmas over here is just a Tuesday. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. uh, But the other thing is everything to do with the Indominus Rex. Everything they describe, <laughs> every piece of science around it, everything it does and acts. It's like, it tried to break the glass. And I'm like, the glass is broken. Why didn't it try again? Like, <laughs> absolutely could have gotten out. It, like, scratches up the wall. I'm like, those scratches go right to the top. It was over. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? And then there's a bit where the guys are all hunting it. And one of them just shouts, it's camouflaged. And the next scene I can see it. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's right there. And they all scatter. And I was like, what was your plan? What are you doing, but, guys? But, but it's playing mind games, yeah. right? Because it's a smart dinosaur. It is a smart dinosaur. It digs out its own tracking chip. And yeah. it, the moment it goes, they remembered where he put it in. And it was like, and it also knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm so angry at this stupid fucking movie. <laughs> Uh, you haven't seen the second one, have you? No, worse. I'm not going to see Fallen Kingdom or whatever it's called. It's oh, it sounds so bad. It's ridiculous, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, um, no, but that's it. I watch a Christopher Nolan movie, and at the end of it, I'm like, ah, I think he tricked me in various places, but I'm fine with it. Mm. I watched that Jurassic Park movie, and I came out going, I feel so stupid. <laughs> I 
be like they were fucking with me and laughing in my face. The character stands up and goes, the old part was better. I was like, that's me, is it? Yeah. <laughs> that's me in the movie now and you're, you're telling me I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. I mean, it's just one of those ones that you just have to really not think. Yes. Know, right, and just enjoy the dinosaurs and loud explosions, <laughs> you know. Oh. What was the they did they did run the um, Penny Arcade did a strip for Die Hard Four Point Yeah, and it was like one of them was like I can't I can't handle this because one of the two Penny Arcade guys is a tech head and it's like no they're just gonna get it all wrong and the guy's like just shut your head like shut your brain off eat your popcorn and enjoy your explosions yeah. and then it's like it cuts the scene from the film and they're like sir they're hacking all IP simultaneously and it's like <laughs> oh no we should turn off the internet and it cuts back and your man the top of your man's head is hinged open and his brain is even like, <laughs> hat on so it's like no yeah it just 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 turn it off that that is the movie where they hack a gas main and i was just sitting there going i need i need one more sentence in this movie <laughs> to explain what just happened yeah. the traffic lights as well right yes they got control of all the traffic lights and yeah that was it's a weird movie yeah. Uh, video games then Kev what was your do you want to kick us off with video games oh yeah yeah so for this one I mean it's it's kind of weird because in, in video games you don't really have the same sort of goofs I guess you can have plot holes and yeah. stuff and weird things but mm. the one thing that interests me is um, glitches yes you know so it, it's technically stuff that got through QA I guess right and um, one of the things that so I'm kind of into platform games I guess I'm a big Mario fan right and uh, one of the things I've been watching recently on, you know, Twitch and on YouTube and stuff like that is Kaizo Mario. So are you familiar I with Kaizo, Kaizo Mario? Mario no? So Kaizo yeah. Mario is basically they do these guys uh, make ROM hacks. So they take uh, like yes, yes. Super Mario World, they'll do a ROM hack and they'll change it. But Kaizo is like Japanese for asshole or something like that. So right. basically what they do is they make the game really, really hard. Yes. And they do I've things like like Mario you go to jump over a pit or whatever but they'll put an invisible block there that you can't see so you'll hit the block and go into the pit and there'll be these invisible blocks all over the level and you can do this in, in Mario Maker as well yeah yeah um, so in Mario Maker they're, they're generally called like troll levels or whatever yeah um, what's interesting though is when I started watching Kaizo Mario and all the ROM hacks um, you kind of get exposed to speedrunning yes which is an interesting thing because speedrunning the, the, the Kaizo community does a lot of speedrunning as well because obviously if you're playing Kaizo you're very good at the game if you're very good at the game you're going to be doing mm. speedrunning see how fast you can beat it and like some of these guys are beating games like they'll beat Mario 64 in like an hour yes right? and, and they use yeah. all these glitches to get through certain sections where they'll just jump through walls and yeah, stuff yeah. like that right um, and the one that I that is I thought was the most interesting because of how intricate it is is there's a glitch in Super Mario World so this is um, the best Mario objectively Fair enough. it is the best Mario uh, on the SNES and there's you can do it in the best place to do it I think is the first one of the first levels so you start off you've got a couple of levels you can play mm. um, but it's really involved because you have to have Yoshi you have to have Mario with the fire flower right. there's a certain point where you can stand on a pipe and you stand on this pipe and you have to spin Mario off Yoshi so he fires some of his fireballs there's also a Chuck off screen now Chuck is one of the weird American football guys that was cool, in Mario yeah, World yeah, for yeah. some reason no idea why they put them in um, and there's something else there's like a coin on the screen so as you jump off Yoshi you have to fire out his tongue can also I, fire can I fire guess fireball. that it's there's so many things on screen at once that's exactly it yeah. that it can't render something extra that's amazing so basically they have I think it's a limit of, of nine sprites of a certain of a certain type of sprite they've got them in two different yeah, yeah types right there's the type of sprites that come out of the question blocks yeah yeah and then there's the the other type of sprites that that uh, drop down in the game so what happens when you pull it off is there's a box at the top of the screen in mario world that will actually hold secondary power-ups so if you get a mushroom and you go to big mario and you get another mushroom in the other mario games that mushroom's just discarded but yeah. in this one it goes up to the box at the top of the screen and when you lose your mushroom you can pull out of that box yeah yeah get your reserve mushroom um, and that image gets corrupted Right, because the sprite gets messed up, That's right? Amazing. And what happens then is you've got a thing in that box which is an orb. So in some of the levels in Mario World, there's a little orb. It's like a little bluey greeny thing with a question mark on it. And usually you'll find this orb. It's like a path to a different level. Hmm. So at the end of a normal Mario World level, there's like this, uh, this like finish line thing yeah. with like a ticker tape thing going up and down. I think it's meant to be like a finish line where you run yeah, across yeah. the tape. Yeah, um, and so that's, that's generally your standard way to, to exit the level. But if you find an orb, you've got some secret paths, right? Because there's a lot of secret stuff in that game. And 
basically what happens is in your reserve box is one of those orbs now. That's brilliant. But it looks like a kind of a half a Koopa thing. Right, it's weird. right. So you do this in this first level, then you start speed running through the game, get through all these levels as quick as you can, get to a hard level, drop the orb, hit it, level ends, you move on Amazing. to the next level. And like it's it's so intricate um, and it, awkward to do, but you can you can find YouTube videos of this glitch and I, and I think it was it, it allowed them to finally take like two minutes off the world record. Yeah. Yeah, and just because they could skip that one level. I, I've seen people do. I love watching Ocarina of Time speedruns, and the audience for it is amazing. Because I've seen people do it where there's like a crowd of people and mm. people watching on Twitch, and it's like golf, because the idea is to get the lowest possible score. Yeah, and every time there's a loading a cutscene, like somebody walks through a, a doorway or through it like a tree trunk or something and comes up to the side. Obviously, he can't do anything at that point, so they use that as the the end of little sequences. There's a bit where like a guy runs all the way around. Gets a wooden shield, gets out, gets the load, and like a little clock is updated, and everyone's like, oh, very good. Yeah, 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 very good. Yeah, yeah. The, so I actually watch it every year. There's a GDQ. Uh, yeah, GDQ. Uh, Game quick. quick so. Yeah. And like the they've started doing this thing the last few years where, like, Games Done Quick started with maybe like ten guys in a basement trying to raise like I think it was a five hundred or a hundred or a thousand dollars for charity. Right. And now every year they get like about a million. Amazing. And like they they rent out like. A, basically the ground floor of a hotel for mm -hmm. all the function rooms and they have different things set up in different locations they do regular um, stuff as well right where different people will race yeah. against each other they'll, they'll kick off the game and see who can get through it the fastest right? yeah and there's there was there was one this year that was definitely if you like the 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 kaizo mario stuff like it's definitely worth checking out there's um there's the guys who did terrafall ascension did release the game this year called celeste oh, and it's celeste. a yeah, it's, it's a like really really difficult platformer game yeah. Very, very, very fun, but really difficult platforming. Well, like earlier on, it's not too bad, but it ramps up quite quickly. And they do this thing every every year in GDQ where they program in the perfect commands and they have a bot run the thing. Right. To see what the, uh, like, yeah, I mean, if, if human limitation wasn't there, what's the absolute fastest you can do this? Theoretical math. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it is frightening to see it on Celeste because it's like, if you've played the game at all, like just watch like 10 minutes of someone playing Celeste and kind of go, okay, I get this game. This looks all right. Yeah. And then go watch the GDQ bot version, and it's just like hell on earth. Like, how they even code it? They, it takes them like days and weeks to code the thing. Yeah, of course. And um, because it's all like sequence timing and, and how fast it puts in the inputs and all this type of thing. And um, but it's just it's like it's super entertaining to watch. It's it's brilliant to see. And because what, usually what they do is they'll do it for a game that has a speedrun community, but they haven't shown the the bot running for it yet. And they get the top speedrunners from the community in, and they go, okay, so this is the game you're really good at, yeah? And then they show it, and you just see the reaction of the speedrunners. They're losing their shit over stuff, and it's like, yeah. it's it's really good to see that. Definitely worth checking out. I've seen people play Tetris like that, and they play on black and white, so there's no color. Yeah. But they, mm. things are just falling in rain, and it's like a scene. It's like when your guys are looking at the Matrix, and it's just numbers yeah. falling. You're just watching Tetris, going, "What is happening on this screen right now?" So yeah, these these ones, uh, I think the reason I, I wanted to raise that one is that these things are super interesting because it's not necessarily a goof, right? Like you can you can understand some games are just buggy mm. shit, right? You get like the Assassin's Creed games stuff where yeah, people space I knew someone had mentioned that. You're like, that's neglect but yes. some of this stuff i don't know if you'd really call it a goof or whatever because like the ingenuity of the players to find this shit so, is is really impressive like, i'm always interested in ones that if they don't improve but they they kind of work with the the thing so finding these secrets in mario kind of work for me and it's like because they have built-in shortcuts and stuff uh i get my silent hill reference out of the way they did for silent hill 3 and the remaster they fucked up at one point and some of the cutscenes instead of the textures for eyes they put the textures for people's teeth in their eyes <laughs> and I'm looking at the pictures going honestly I wouldn't have cut that either yeah, <laughs> like that's that's on brand that's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, my one for uh, one of my favourite ones ever uh, one of my favourite series for this is Metal Gear Solid because there's so many weird moments in it that I genuinely find goofs and stuff in it that I, I'm not sure whether they meant it or not and in Silent, uh, mm -hmm. in Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater, there's a bit where Big Boss puts a rifle to his eye patch, <laughs> like he puts the sniper <laughs> rifle scope to the eye that's missing and shoots. And I'm like, I genuinely don't know if Hideo Kojima thinks he's magic. And no, magic I, I underneath that patch. I think that's it. I think that's done on purpose. I think that's a that's just like a, a fun thing because Kojima does have a sense of humor. Yeah. Like, he very famously has a sense of humor. Like, even in his most serious games, he already has something weird fucking happening. Yeah. Like, the, in Metal Gear Solid 4, where you had these big, huge fucking mechs 
going and killing people, but they instantly had them milling like cows. Yes. And it was just like, he was like, why is the cow thing there? Is it because like they're partially bionic? And he's like, no, I just thought it was funny. And you're like, okay, fair So, yeah. I think that was probably on purpose. The bit where like, the, is it in forward quiet and she's like she needs to be naked all the time because she breathes through her skin mm, and like I don't know whether you're a genius or a madman <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was number five and that was just like yeah uh, the... uh, cool uh, Kojima doing it for the cosplayers yeah one of the let me see uh, yeah the sniper rifle was amazing the, like it's a it's a world that has magic and vampires and everything and I genuinely don't think Kirio Kojima's ever seen an idea he didn't like yeah. And he was like, oh, we could totally put a vampire in this. You're like, really? Okay. <laughs> if you think about it, he's the Tommy Wiseau of game making. Yes. He's just managed to land it correctly. Because in the original script for The Room, Tommy's character was, was to be a vampire. supposed to be a vampire. Flying limousine. So, I mean, like, uh, you know, it's he just picked the wrong medium, Tommy Wiseau. Did. Yeah. My, uh, my actual choice for this is the whole GTA series. And it's, in terms of goofs and stuff like that, it is like Christopher Nolan stuff in that everything that's wrong... I don't care. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no kids in the GTA universe. Like, there's just no children at any point. And you're like, of course not. You can't be running over kids. There's teenagers. But there are there's teenagers in five. Yeah. Um, but like, at no point on the streets do you see kids yeah, or anything. Like, the... There's never a woman pushing a buggy. No, but there is like, a buggy. That would be horrific. Yes, like... but there is a buggy on uh, a stroller on um, in GTA 3 on the beach. And I remember seeing it and going, yeah. what the fuck is this? Yeah. Because it's the Tarantino universe. There's no, There are just no kids around. Uh, but my favourite kind of goof that doesn't make any sense but it doesn't matter is that obviously all the places have um, uh, parody names so Hollywood is called Vinewood Los Angeles is Los Santos uh, New York is Liberty City but that means that all of the songs on the radio are now referring to a world that doesn't exist so Hollywood Boogie doesn't make any sense in the GTA world you're like where the fuck is Hollywood if anyone's singing about LA you're like where is that (laughs) Uh, so it is it, it like the amount of just logical leaps you have to make, like the, the cops and the pedestrians are such psychopaths. Everything they do, everyone's trying to ram you off the road. Yeah. Everything is completely insane. Surprise me that people are up for a fight. Yes. You know, just... <laughs> the street, if you end and punch them, like they, they wouldn't be up for the yeah. fight. Like. <laughs> they're, when they're like, and they're still making witty remarks at you while they're doing yeah, it. Yeah. Mad. But like just the amount of logical leaps you have to make that they've made this perfect living city yeah. And then you're like, and it's a, just a crazy playground where everyone's insane. Like, yeah. it's just. Although I was in um, LA a couple of weeks ago and I was in San Francisco, Ooh. and it is a crazy place where yes. everyone is kind of a little bit insane. But the interesting yeah. thing is because I was just thinking about GTA because we were in uh, Santa Monica. Yeah. And they got it so right. It was like I was at the, on the pier, really? on the Ferris wheel, and on the. the oh, yeah, no, the, it was like, spot I've on. been on this before. Yeah. It's like they got it so fucking spot on. It's. You know? In, in GTA, well you know the way sometimes you get a little bit of a cold, you're not sure if you're sick yet? Yeah. I kind of have to believe in GTA, everyone's got a little bit of rage virus. Like <laughs> yeah. it, it hasn't really kicked in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but they're just like, it's low level, it's in there. They're drinking yeah. drinking lemon tea. And, and, and the, the rage virus is fatal to kids, even at that little dose, so yes. there's no kids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty dark. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what was your option there, Glenn? Um, a two, and they they both share again. I've I've gone for two games that are like near identical in their um in their execution, and you know similar to the way Citizen Kane Transformers. This one's uh, Assassin's Creed and Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, you mentioned Assassin's Creed, and that's one thing I do want to say about that is that like I'm actually playing through Black Flag at the moment. Yeah, just in my free time because it's such a good game. And it took me so long to get to it the first time because of my fear of the ocean. Yeah, I was going to say. And I'm have, like... Did you have to hire someone to come and sit next to you so you can hand the controller to them for all the scary shark parts? <laughs> no, I just didn't do them the first time around. You can, you can ask Vin or Andy, I just didn't do them. I was like, nope, no. <laughs> it was the first Assassin's Creed game I didn't 100%. I was like, nope, I, t- I tap out. I'm not doing this. Yeah. So, um, but I, I'm having a go at it again. And the... Um, but like... So yeah, people, been, you know... You, Assassin's Creed games are like kind of notorious. Ubisoft games are notorious for being buggy on launch. Yeah. And I was kind of, like, someone was complaining about that near me recently, and I was kind of like, yeah, but like, at least they're not EA, like, or Activision, and they don't have yeah. loot boxes in their games, like, in, for, for the most part, and they don't have like, you know, ridiculous amounts of, um, like, we're going to fuck you over DLC wise and all this yeah. type of thing. So, I mean, like, yeah, they, they do some bad things, 
but it could be a lot fucking worse than it is in other companies. Uh, but no, the, the thing I wanted to mention was the fact that um, apparently during the Crusades, no one could swim. Um, Altair could not swim in the first yeah. Assassin's Creed game. If you jump in the water, you're just dead. Yeah. If you jump in, um, same with any water, any water at all. There's literally there is a pool in there, the first area. When you basically leave the assassin compound and you're moving down towards the first city, yeah, there is a part where you come down and you come through a little village, and you come down and you see your first tower, your first like eagle tower in the game. You're like, oh, I gotta climb it, and I gotta because I've seen this in the trailer, and you do that, and you're like, awesome. And um, but if you go to the left of that and follow the road, then it brings you into the small little town which is outside the city you're going to. Yeah. And that small little town has a rock pool beside a waterfall. And it's a little, very small waterfall, kind of, you know, it's like a light shower. And then the pool is maybe two or three feet deep. And if you jump in there, you die. That means that Altair learned to dive into hay. He never learned to dive into <laughs> Dive into water. Yeah. <laughs> the first time he dived, it was like, aim for the hay. And he's like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. Yeah. And in Sonic the Hedgehog, um, Sonic can't swim. Yeah, but hedgehogs are actually quite good swimmers. But, <laughs> and how that happens? Not underwater levels. I remember having to suck on air. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but but you had to. That's the thing. You had to move from air bubble to air bubble. But if there was if there was other actually. levels, if there was other levels where you could hit the water and it was like it would basically kill you, like. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And. The thing was, is that turns out that was just a mistake because nobody in the meeting knew if hedgehogs could swim or not. They didn't have Google, so they just went, "Do hedgehogs swim?" And someone went, "No." And they went, no, "All they right, fuck it." The and then, <laughs> and I know, but, they, yeah. but that, that was it. It was it was not a case of someone going, "We should probably check." It was they were in a meeting and they went, "What about swimming? Can hedge, can hedgehogs swim?" And everyone just kind of looked at each other and went, "No." And they went, All right. And I, like I looked at it, it was like it's still one of the most like revered and successful games of all time, and it was just like. No one gave a shit. No yeah. one, no one cared. Awesome. No one researched it. Like, yeah. you know, how hard is it to like? Okay, they didn't have Google, but like, I'm sure somebody like a a, had, near, a library nearby had a. Right? I mean, yeah, the library would have copied the encyclopedia yeah, in it. You, you know what I mean? Did you say there that the hedgehogs are good swimmers? Yeah, they're actually meant to be good swimmers. Really? Yeah. I'm yeah. happy with that. I, I'm happy and surprised. Yeah. yeah, I think I've seen. They're like the whole thing is like they can basically like they ball up, yeah. and they'll float on their back. I've seen it, like otters, yeah. That sounds really yeah. cute. Like, it is. I, I, I'm going to have to YouTube this yeah. once we're done here. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's, but yeah, the fact is like, no, 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 hedgehogs and assassins can't swim. So, there's an Assassin's Creed set in Venice. Yes. And he can't swim in that either? No, he couldn't that one. They fixed okay. it for that one because they think someone went, you got a Venice in this. And yeah. Like, Shit. That's the one thing I did like about it. Like, when the first one came out, they plug skills uh, into them or whatever. That's true. It could be that they they didn't have that <laughs> they didn't have that skill that software. Yeah. yeah. That whenever it hit the water, the, the computer just bugged out. And I don't know. Yeah, there was, there was a patch release. Yeah. <laughs> for well, for for the for the watch that they used the big fucking the animus. What is the name of it? The animus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like the, the there's a whole thing where like um, again like you know when the first one of those came out, people were kind of like, I don't know. There's only three mission types and. Yeah. feels kind of repetitive and you can't swim and then they just changed all of that in the second one and then the second one came out and everyone went I've nothing left to complain about you fixed everything this is kind yeah. of shit oh look look day one it's buggy and I was like okay here's a patch oh god you fixed that too alright fine <laughs> it's a good game mm. and then the third one came out the third one the, the third one Brotherhood that had like not Assassin's Creed 3 because Assassin's Creed 3 is the fourth one in the fine tradition of gaming yes. uh, gaming gaming uh, numbers it's like you just go off the rails after the second <laughs> thanks Resident but like yeah <laughs> But like fucking uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood had probably the best, uh, one of the most innovative multiplayer games I've ever seen. Yeah, that where you had to do the assassination hunt, having to hide in the crowd and stuff, right? I did, yeah, I did, I did, yeah. I did, I there was like, one, yeah. I am really looking forward to Odyssey. Just I really like Greek myth and stuff like that. My, yeah, my, me too. Me my too. My sister is a, a classics teacher, and I want to play it with her, but like not commit any crimes. Just try to convince her it's a crowd simulator or something. <laughs> just have her walking around. And you don't. Over. You wouldn't have to convince her that they they do a historical version for all versions now. Do they? There's a historical version for Origins, I, where you can basically just go on a walking tour. It's like a cheaper version of the game. I think it's like a tenner. That's nice. And it's basically for like skills and stuff because they tried to get the area so accurate that it's like you can go to this area and walk around in it. Uh, no, I, w- I want to hand her the controller after her seeing me play for a while. Because she'll eventually hit a button that kills someone. Yeah. And just have her go do 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 do. And then like a smoke bomb and stab. And she's like, what am I doing? What is this? What's this game? 
they even watch Gully. Even as a traffic or a driving simulator, because right? you can actually drive around and follow the lights and I, then, you know be a good yeah. driver. You know, I sometimes would do that when my mum came into the room just to mess with her. <laughs> I would just follow traffic patterns, and she was like, "What game is this? I've seen you like I've seen other games where you shoot birds out of the sky and like you're yeah. you're being chased by zombies. What's this?" I was like, "Just driving around, isn't it?" And just like, "I you refuse to drive an actual car, <laughs> but you do this." There's a, there's a friend of mine uh, used to play World of Warcraft with for years and then he uh, for the first I think it was a year or a year and a half he was going out with his his now wife they got married the other week but uh, the first year year and a half they were going out he he never explained what, what World of Warcraft was she'd obviously heard of it but she'd never seen it right and she sees him playing this game but she doesn't know she doesn't make the connection yeah. right um, and he's like uh, and I think the first time she saw it it was the first or second time and he just he had this idea and he basically was like oh this is like a fishing simulator game right and she's like what well, it's like it's fantasy fishing it'll put you in a random location and then like there's like a thing and you just practice fishing and it's yeah. literally just like and you get stuff and they have monetary values yeah. and then you can cash them out when you log out and she's like oh okay and he got her hooked on it and she leveled his fishing in the game for him and then she found out because she was fishing somewhere because he'd basically leave his character parked near a yeah. fishing spot and then she'd come over and he'd just kind of log it in. He'd be just like, oh yeah, real quick. And he'd just blitz through the login screen so she wouldn't see it and hit the button. And then she'd be like, oh cool, and she'd just be fishing. And then she was like, so I can wander off here? And he's like, yeah, I think it, like a barrier comes up. And she was like, all oh, right, okay, fair enough. But one time she um, uh, she was like, all right, and she logged in, or he logged it in for her and she was fishing. And then like a fight broke out near them. And like suddenly she's like, there's like a boss getting its ass kicked and she's like wait a minute something's going on here right? and and uh he basically was like oh no okay and he actually explained what it was and he showed her the game and she was like okay and he's like sorry and she's like okay but you know move out of way i want to keep playing and he's like oh no you don't have to fish anymore she's like no i want to try the rest of it and he's like okay and she ended up raiding with us for two years and stuff she was just like you know, so like, I actually really want to get into this game now. So. You know in a cartoon when someone's holding a knife or something and someone walks in his room and they put it behind their back for a second? That means yeah. there must have been times where he had a sword out and he was in a dungeon and she walked in and he just went like that and had a fishing rod for a second. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no fishing down here either. Just, the, 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 I just love the fact that it was like, oh yeah, it's a fishing game. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. So. That's amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. So, TV shows TV was show. last. Johnny, Johnny. TV show. Uh, I, I mean, for TV shows, for things like goofs and stuff, uh, if you ever go back and watch the very first season of The Simpsons or the first season of any animated show, you start seeing all these weird little glitches and cells that aren't fully like done, or someone's ear will jump to the other side of their face or something weird, um, and it's just very distracting. I always wonder why they don't just fix that now. Like I've seen TV shows uh, change stuff. I've seen. I've even seen somebody was testing out. Uh, uh, software that would change billboards in the background of TV shows and they were going to do it with Seinfeld because it's in New York all the taxis have like come see cats or wicked yeah, or whatever yeah, but it, yeah. it was whenever it was filmed and some guys were actually like can we update those like can we graphically go in and change all the posters in the background so it'll be Hamilton and you're like that'll be weird when he's standing in front of the Twin Towers and it's a yeah, Twin yeah, Tower yeah. memorial thing in the foreground or something it just sounds terrible but I don't know why they don't fix them um, but I did recently see as much as I've like I used to love Family Guy when I was a child and then like just kind of got out of it was like nah okay. I don't, like to the point of like I'm not sure if this was ever funny yeah. but they did it, an episode where Stewie and Brian go back in time and they're like looking around and stuff and like why does everyone look kind of weird oh I remember that episode the old yeah, animation yeah, 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 yeah. it's like oh I remember this moment my face does something weird here in a second and his ear moves he goes <laughs> and I'm like that was quite a nice little touch actually yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's just money but I mean some some places have done it Red vs. Blue did it the, yeah, the web funny. series done using Halo they went back and reshot the first four seasons when the um, the new I think it was Halo 3 came out because yeah. they've been using Halo 2 and then Halo 3 came out which ha went, was when we went from um, really Xbox to Xbox yeah. uh, to, to 360 because Halo 3 was the first one on 360, so it was obviously the, the next generation in graphics. And they went back through, they did not redub it or anything, but they went back through and completely recreated every scene mm. from the first like three or four seasons. So, yeah, like they have done it, the, it's, it, but it's, it might be just easier to do in something like Halo. I know it sounds weird, but like because they're basically using the it's engine, it's literally just, yeah, it's it. So, it's, 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 yeah, um, yeah. 
I think I this is a, just uh, looking at TV shows. The first season of anything is always weird because they're still establishing things, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they mm-hmm. can do stuff in the first season that then completely gets retconned later. And one of my yeah. favorite ones is anytime they're doing that bit in Friends where it's Phoebe with the guitar going Monica, Monica, have a happy Hanukkah, and she goes, "That's nice, honey, but I'm not Jewish." I'm like, "You are. Yeah. You're Ross's sister. Yeah. You're the get the getters. Like you're the most Jewish people I've seen." They That's- also fucked up birthdays on Friends because there was oh yeah, yeah, there was episode where like Rachel turned thirty, I think, in one, and yeah. Joey turned thirty in one, but that episode was before the Rachel one, but she was the last one to turn thirty. Yeah, they they messed that up a lot as well. There's like, there's even like, um, in Friends, the uh, I think it's like she has to. Oh, in the very first episode where they're all in the ca- uh, they're all in Central Park, and yeah. then Rachel comes in in the dress, yeah. and Monica's introducing her to people, and she's like, oh, and this is Chandler and all the rest. But then they do a flashback episode to like Thanksgiving in the eighties, yeah. and they're introduced yeah. to them, and it's like you've met him at least twice. Why are you doing this? Like they've they've yes. spent it's like it said that they spend like two, and it's shown in one flashback that they spent two Thanksgivings together. Yeah. You know, so well, that that was I mean it was them introducing us to the character. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just it's that whole kind of come on consistency, like it's. Yeah. But that's the thing they they went for the comedy more than the consistency, which yeah, I mean, which is fine, which is fine in comedies. I think that's the one kind of genre where people don't care about consistency. They're, like, look at the end of the the IT crowd, the first uh, season of the IT crowd. They all end up in bed together, and then it's never mentioned again. Yeah, it's just done for a punchline, and it's like they also did it in. Um, Sorry, sorry to go back to movies but they did it in Evil Dead where the end of Evil Dead 2 doesn't match up with the start yeah. of Evil Dead 3 because mm. in the end of Evil Dead 2 he goes back to medieval times but they all see him as a hero because he kills one of yeah, the yeah. demons but then at the start of the third one they have him in chains yeah. as a kind of a demon heathen guy yeah right? Yeah, um, but again, you, you don't really care because you're you're laughing. Go, oh, this is Evil Dead. This is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they had they had one like that in extras where in the first season, uh, the girl has a poster of Orlando Bloom up on her wall, and in the second season, she meets him and is like really dismissive of him and keeps saying that she doesn't find him attractive. <laughs> it's a really good episode. I'm like, that is such a weird goof because like, yeah. how the fuck do you know you're gonna get Orlando Bloom, like the biggest celebrity in the world, in the second season? Like, it, it there's no way you could have known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The one that's like the plot hole that gets me the most is in Stranger Things in the very in the first season when the kid drowns or the, no the kid goes missing and they, they try to cover it up by saying he drowned yeah. but they pull a body out of the water and then like the kids are like oh well he's dead and then the guy goes and finds the body the sheriff and opens it and it's full of stuffing like he was a teddy bear and I was like you made a perfect replica of a kid? He's like that's the technology you have? Why the fuck do you like either you can do this super fast because they do it in a day or you have a mannequin of everyone in town. I was like, I don't know which is weirder. I was like, how are you not making money off that? How is your entire company not <laughs> making perfect replicas of people? I was like, oh, it's so creepy. And it's like, the, the, yeah, Jimmy will make you a kid real quick. Will he? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> question the time frame of that at all. No, it's, it's far too fast. The kid goes missing, then they have a dead body of him. And it's his entire body. Like, you see him yeah. on a slab. It's not like they made a head with a 3D scan. Yeah. And then they stuff him with... And it was the 80s as well. Yeah. So. And then he's stuffed with, like, cotton. And you're like, oh, they, even that's <laughs> weird. Yeah. So, yeah, you say that. It's the 80s. If they did a 3D scan to make the head, it looked like Crichton from <laughs> <laughs> My son, Max Headroom. No. This head, this head has... This head has... 50 polygons yeah yeah <laughs> it's like ooh. <laughs> this truly is the you know a secret governmental lab you, you truly are the on the fringe sciences <laughs> uh, but it's it's just the one that as i was watching it, it was like this something didn't add up here like if even if it was a week but i think they do it they turn around 24 hours and i was like why did you have someone on staff who could make perfect bodies of children yeah. it's like i like what but it also means that they knew this was coming they're like, we're going to lose some kids. We're going to lose some people here. We're going to need to have somebody on staff who can just make perfect replicates. Yeah. Um, so that was that was the one that just gave me pause the most afterwards. Uh, what was your one, Kev? Uh, so, you, yeah, you already mentioned, actually, season one of The Simpsons mm. uh, and season one of Futurama as well. Like, I think the reason this one, these ones are interesting to me is because in animation, they have to draw every frame. Yes. In the traditional animation. <laughs> yeah. One would hope, like, yes. So it's like... How did they get it wrong? Yes. Because you're, you're manually doing every frame. So there's, there's in one episode of The Simpsons in season one, like Marge is talking on the phone and it's, it's got a cord yep. because phones had cords back then. Um, and she's talking away and then the scene changes and it comes back to her and the cord is gone. 
So she's essentially just on a, on a cordless now. Yeah. I was like, they just didn't draw the cord in those so, frames. So, like, obviously these are made with cells as well, so there's lots of layers of stuff going yeah. on. But there's a scene where Apu falls asleep, he's studying, and he puts his head down on the, on the thing and falls asleep, and it's, like, done as a joke. And then he sits up, and the book is closed. But it's exactly the same shot. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck did they redraw the book? Yeah. You already yeah. had a picture of a book. And there's, there's, there's another scene where, um, like, Homer was Santa... Um, again in season one and Bart and Milhouse and Lewis are up on the balcony in the shopping centre looking down on, on Homer as Santa and Homer's like eating some kid's donut or something but they're all talking and Lewis is a black kid yeah right so Milhouse mm-hmm. and Bart are yellow and, and Lewis is black and they're talking and then it goes to Homer and it comes back and then Lewis is yellow all of a sudden yeah like he's just a different colour you know see what, what I think it is, is with, with stuff like that is that when they're doing a um I think like what you see it in a lot of animated stuff as you said like the first season is weird because I think with the first season they don't have uh, like they do the pilot and then it's like cool you get approved and they have a smaller window from when it goes from pilot to approval than when it goes from season one being in progress and being renewed for a second season so right. what I have a feeling it is that is that there's more artists working on an episode by episode basis they're almost running to catch up yeah. So it's like, like normally what'll happen is you'll have a guy who you probably have one guy who does all of like anything in Mo's bar. He always draws that. Mm. Whereas like the in season one, he's there and like there's someone doing, like you know he's he's been asked to do the Mo's bar background, but he also has to do the power plant background and the and the 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 watch call it background. So rather than having a season's worth of uh, things and him being told here's all your stuff flagged for the season draw it and he draws it then it, what it actually is is that it's like it's like he's been it's like here's what you're doing in this episode that is going to show next week and you have to also do all this other stuff so there could be two people who are doing that bit with the phone so it's like one person's drawing it and drawing the bit before the cut away and the other person's drawing the other cut the, the cut after it cuts back and it's I, I that's what it strikes me as because then it's like the reason why it solidifies like the crew might not necessarily change when it goes from season one to season two but in se- when they get renewed, people like they usually find out on the midterm that they're getting renewed on the midseason break. So it's like you get you find out in January you're getting renewed, but you find out in like July that you're getting picked up for a series in September. So they have more of a lead time then. So it's like you your quality control can spend more time and you can have like you guys only draw this character, you guys only draw this location and so on. But I'd, I'd so imagine there's I'd imagine there's there's an element of they don't care in that case as well like so like it's still going to be frame by frame right they're still going to be looking at the artwork as it's coming back so i guess in season one again especially they might see that oh hey this was filled in wrong or whatever this was shaded wrong but actually we don't care mm. it's it's mm. not that big a deal there was one in in futurama as well in season one where they're trying to escape it was it was like the the heads museum or something and bender is uh, they want him to break the bars, yeah. but he's a bender, so he, he yeah. doesn't break. But but anyway, he, he bends the bars until they break and pulls them off. And then he turns around and he has the two of them in his hand, but in the background, the they're bars still are the... there. They're still in the window. And that's kind of a famous yeah. Futurama one. And it's yeah. kind of like, well, did they just reuse the same background from a previous shot? Uh, cause yeah, because why, why redraw? imagine that they know this, right? Just yeah. because, again, the thing that, that I get, the reason I, I went with cartoons specifically, not even just these two, it's just that, traditionally anyway when it's frame by frame you have to know that you're drawing this I, mistake right i just, bet it's just because you're staring at it if i do calligraphy if i like spend ages and ages i can misspell the word mm. because i'm concentrating so hard on the actual loops and everything that i look at it and go i fucking mm. misspelled my own name here like yeah, this is yeah. is this like when you're you're reading something that you wrote yes you know you'll, you'll miss words yeah. and stuff like that because your head is reading almost independently of your eyes right? it's really funny with the different animation techniques of what you can and can't change because in the very first run the very first time you meet Smithers in the Simpsons he's black yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and they yeah. were going to have him black but then they kind of knew they wanted Chief Wiggum had different colour hair I think as well yeah so sort of Mo. Mo's hair was yeah. originally yeah. black but they, they, they knew that Smithers was going to be gay so they didn't want to make him too many things so they're like, well, then he's not black. He's, <laughs> yeah. uh, Too many things. Yeah, and it, they, they, they genuinely were like, I can't be black and gay. Let's just yeah. you know divvy out all the, the, the different things that people can be. Um, he's no he's no Sonic Fox. Can't, can't be black and gay. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. in a throwback to one of the other episodes. But uh, no, and, and like, you like well, there's, 
that's just in The Simpsons now, like it's the wrong thing. But in Archer, they can go because it's all done on computers. They can completely change Archer for a Velociraptor very easily. Yeah, yeah. and that's fine. That's it's all done in such a way that like it's all like nearly three D models moving around um, with like puppeteering and stuff. That's similar to a South Park as well. Yes, like, because the, the the way they do it gives them yeah you know they can change it a lot easier. Uh, what was your one, Glennon? Um, that seventy show. I only have one for this one. I don't have two. Yeah. Um, it's that 70s show. A show that I actually really liked. Yeah, I watched yeah. a lot of it. Um, it's around for eight seasons. It's set across four years. It runs 76, 77, 78, 79. Right. right. Okay. So Eric's seven turns 17 in the first season. Yes. And he turns 18 in the sixth season. <laughs> right. And they, and they have eight Christmas episodes. They have eight Christmas episodes in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, they have one every season, even though it's set across four years. That's amazing. Yeah, I just, I, I just, it, it was something, again, it was something I never noticed the first time I watched it. It was when I, I, I had it on a few months back as kind of like, you know, second screen stuff when I'm gaming. I have stuff on Netflix and, it, and they'd all gone up on Netflix last year. And I was like, yeah, fucking I'll watch it again. Because I remember watching it when it came out. And it was actually quite funny. And I'm like, yeah, cool. And I, and I was like, hang on a minute. This is all set over the course of a few years and hmm, something's not right here. Like, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah the, it, it was it was pretty messed up. Like, it, it's it's like it's one of those things that I don't think you'd ever notice if you were watching. Yeah, it on, on TV. Exactly. Yeah. But it, yeah. it has. I have to believe that there was a writer's room. Like there must have been one really guy who'd been there like since the original pilot sitting around and was like, wait, how many Christmas episodes have we done? What's this time period? And they all kind of look at each other for a minute and go, do we care? Yeah. yeah. Is this yeah. useful? But so I also wonder, like, has um, has the approach to taking or to making TV shows had to change with the advent of binge watching? Oh, absolutely. Right? Because, yeah. yeah, as you're yeah. watching this shit year to year, week to week, or, you know, at most you might have had on TV, Paramount might do, you know, an hour of Friends and you get two episodes back to back, right? Which even then was, you know, the, the on TV at the time you wouldn't really get more than two episodes mm. in a row right it might be a marathon yeah. as a special occasion or whatever but you know binge watching has changed everything so like now in a day you can get through three seasons and three Christmas episodes yeah. where you notice this shit right and uh, I, I wonder yeah, did, and did the production guys did the executives did they sit around and take this into account now it's like they, shit fucking binge watching now we have to I, I know I know Netflix do Netflix yes. specifically have people who are there for like they have um, external continuity guys So they work for Netflix. They don't work on a specific series, but when a series script is sent over, they'll look through it. And then as each episode is prepared and sent over, they look through it and they go, you fuck something up here. So like, because they have to be like, they're like, people will sit and watch this all in one go. I think they were initially brought in specifically for the Marvel ones because they were like, these are going to be like 10 to 13 episodes. They're going to be quite small people, you know, and people are going to be able to watch through these in one sitting. And because of, the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, people are gonna want to watch these all in one series. Like you think of it, like how hyped for Dare- Daredevil season one people were. Yeah. And I don't know anybody who didn't watch that over the first weekend. Yeah. Like everybody watched that in the opening weekend and was like, oh yeah, yeah it wasn't this great band they're talking about it. But it was like if there had been any major consistent, I'm sure there's lots of minor ones because that just naturally happens. It's like you're working on a movie set. There's humans moving around. There's reshoots and all the rest, and you look at these slight discrepancies. But yeah. there has to be some sort of like cohesive synergy to it and, and cohesive timeline or else it all just goes to yeah. shit like and, yeah, and even not for Netflix now because you know I know I do this anyway where I'll not watch a TV show week to week I'll wait until it finishes and well, then download all the episodes and watch them on at one because it's easier to process it, it was it's, it doesn't even start with the binge watching on Netflix it started with box sets and the amount oh, of people yeah, I know yeah, who yeah. watched 24 as the they bought the season and watched like episodes and episodes in a row they watch like 10 episodes and you're sitting there going and it's concurrent yeah how many people does he kill he's like he kills 200 people <laughs> in 4 yeah. hours yeah. and you're like that's he's the world's most prolific murderer <laughs> like what is this show and you're like if you watch it every week it feels like a week has passed Yeah. but if you sit and watch it you're like Jesus Christ when does he eat yeah, yeah when does he take a piss and this is the thing it's like it's it's um it's a type of um, like I said, yeah. It, it, it box sets kind of was the initial of it, but I know that Netflix have dedicated people there to mm. to to track it, and um, it's pretty much anything that they're involved in the creation of that they have that like. That's why I think that's part of the reason why 
that they have the a lot of their series have this kind of high regard across mm-hmm. the board there's the odd bit of shit that gets in but a lot of it is very well received now i think it's just because even just by having those that external group vetting everything they also get feedback of just kind of like like they're pro- like netflix are probably like well we might as well fucking qa these where we're going like our yeah, focus yeah. test them get this group of people to kind of go as well oh and what did you think of it like yeah is it in is it in a proper storyline but is it any use yeah and just kind of you know like let it run that way so yeah i wouldn't be surprised and then the QA, they qa that stuff and then release absolute dog shit from yes. the sci-fi channel and stuff and stick their name on that yeah. as well yeah yeah but that's just like they just buy some stuff up and if they, when they do that they just they they factor that they're not gonna like they tend not to put any promotion into those yeah. because um the very news that they have picked up those series it generates enough uh news on the internet yeah like every time they pick up a series if there's a series developed by someone and then for whatever reason isn't going to get released or a film and then netflix buy it yeah um it always makes like io9 and kotaku and gizmodo and all that they all talk about it and it's like it appears on other uh you know screen rant and all those other websites and then it's like oh okay so this is actually you know that's free publicity for them yeah and then they're like okay so that's that was their total amount of our investment in it and we're not going to go any higher just throw it up there and if people watch it great it does mean then you want you need to go back and watch the original like run of it because like oh like this is like Netflix are taking it on I better catch up mm. um, yeah. on the on the like the 70s show and I, um, I've started watching uh, Pokemon with my nephew and I watched it obviously back in the day and they've just done kind of a reset it's kind of a soft reset where it's back to Ash and he's like Ash is a 10 year old boy so it's like right back to the restart he doesn't have any Pokemon yet oh there's the new series the yeah new one, right? and he's starting his adventures and he keeps meeting people. It's like, oh, me and Misty used to go on adventures. And I was like, but you're only ten now. <laughs> yeah. you, but like, he keeps meeting people and referring to stuff. I was like, did you also see Pokemon? Yeah. Like, you, I don't know if you saw like Twitch. Twitch did a marathon of it. I think they're still going. Really? They're showing all nineteen seasons and all whatever amount of films. Nineteen seasons. Nineteen seasons. Fuck. So he's either been ten years old for nineteen years, or else this is just a complete reset. But not like the timeline doesn't make a lick of sense. No. But it's yeah, it's it's like I think it's nineteen seasons, sixteen movies, Jeez. and Twitch was showing them all 16. in order. Fuck, crazy, yeah. and it's all the same shit. Yes, absolutely. Look, Kev, Kev, no one no said one being the very best is going to be a quick. I love that meme where it's like him riding the ponytail, and someone's like, "Why is he not catching fire?" It's like because ponytail trusts him. Did you not even see the episode? Fantastic. And on that note, yeah, that seems like a good good place yeah. to wrap up. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Uh, like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, a little bit of homework is to when this goes out. Uh, some good friends of mine are doing a Kickstarter for Dark Side Detective Season Two. So check that out in Kickstarter and pledge. And the very funny people. It's a great game. Uh, so check that out. Uh, yeah. And check would out. De- would definitely recommend. Check out Braxfin on Twitch. Yay. Especially if you're, a, if you like big hairy men playing video games, which we know you do. I might actually check that I, out. I am, consi- I am considering when the new Assassin's Creed comes out to do a playthrough of that. Shirtless? I heard shirtless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My character. Do it in a gladiator outfit. <laughs> All right. Cheers, everyone. Take it easy, Cheers. guys. All right. That's our show. Remember to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and now YouTube. We are at Dystropia Podcast.